Hey, welcome to another edition of Get It Right. I'm Mike Hendren. Seated next to me is Terry McAdams, owner of MacTech Solutions here in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. And we're recording this in his studio. And, of course, my longtime friend and broadcast partner, Trey Sorala, over there on the end. Hello, Trey. Yeah, howdy, howdy. So usually Trey's seated across from me. I know it, not, yeah. Not next to me. Well, so. but it's kind of hard to do the audio that way. You can see one yeah. of the back, your, the back of your head or the back of my head. Yeah, well, yeah. So it, you know, the problem is that somebody might recognize us from jail. So. That's That's true. <laughs> That's true. You that know, was horrible. I, that was a bad joke. It was a, no, it was, prison was horrible. <laughs> you know, I just I don't know. A thing down in Mexico, you know. Yeah, it was, you man, know. It was a bad deal. I thought they were soldiers. I didn't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> what the hell? I have no don't idea. Don't take your gun down there. Yeah. Don't take oh, your gun. Don't take any ammo. Don't even take a pocket knife. Good Lord, don't even take a pocket knife. No, you can buy plenty of those down there. You can <laughs> They're all over the place. But, yeah, you're right. The gun thing, yeah, do not play around in Mexico with guns. No, no. Which is crazy, as lawless as Mexico is, yeah. that handguns are just a – you can't use them. Well, you can't the, have them. And the difference in how you're treated when you go across the border from our side and versus the other way. That's the, <laughs> We welcome you. That's yeah. the damn truth. You know, but, oh, well. Good God. If you notice, I've analogued everybody up today. Yeah, yes, oh, I have. Yeah. I've, dubbed, I've dubbed everybody down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you still, I know, you still got the thing there. but I, yeah. You know, the, the thing, of, I appreciate the fact that you do this. I, I, I know there's a lot of work that goes into this. Trey's a busy man. He's got a business to run. Yeah. He's got all these children to, to watch over called employees. And so I, I, I have great employees, by the uh, way. Yeah, just so you, you know, I know. I want for the record, I have great employees. I, I'm just having a little fun. Yeah, I, yeah, know. Yeah, I know, I know, I know you do. They're all, they're all great guys. At least three and gals. We have, so. we have more women that work at Eddie Hills Fun Cycles than I ever have. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy. I know you had a couple, but I, you know, yeah. We, we actually one time, I had, I hired yeah. three people. I, I believe it was last year, and all three the three ro- hires in a row were women. <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's a change in the power sports business. There's yeah. there's more more and more women getting in the power sports business, which I think is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course it's it's um and and right now and Terry and I were talking about this earlier. The climate the the employment climate right now, the the talent pool is not real deep right now. Uh, I saw a report yesterday, 4.4 million Americans exited the workforce this year. What the hell are they doing? That's what I want to know. Are they dealing drugs? What's up now? You know, four point four million people. Now I do know. I'll say, all joking aside, a lot of entrepreneurs were created last year. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, something like eight hundred thousand new small businesses started. Now, mind you, a lot of those are going to fail. A lot of those are not going to are not going to work out, but a lot of them will. And so 4.4 million people exiting the workforce. I have to believe that some percentage of that 4.4 million have left the workforce to go to work for themselves. That, that's true. Well, that is true. But not everybody can. No, I mean, no, no. There no. has to be some that just got out of the workforce. They're living off the government right now or yeah, whatnot. Yeah. And uh, it's not good. I'm telling you, it's not good. It's not good to not have direction. No, it's not. Having a place to go every day. Or something to do, even if you work from home, get up right. and go into your office or do and something. Go do it's, something. Yeah. Having a mission every day yeah. is good for you. Yeah. We're yeah. human beings. We're, 
we're not meant to be floating around aimlessly. Well, I think Terry will agree with this too. It's healthy for you physically and mentally. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, uh, you, just you, you it, it's for for the sake of both physical and mental health. Well, before we get too deep into any one of these subjects, I do want to mention something that uh, that Trey and I have been working on, and it's the Eddie Hills Fun Cycles Hendron Media Solutions Toy Drive. And uh, obviously, Eddie Hills Fun Cycles, that's his business. Hendron Media Solutions is mine. And we, we started this toy drive last year. And we're, this is, so this is the second annual toy right. drive. Yeah. And so Trey has been working. He's been collaborating with some officials in the Wichita Falls ISD right. to identify some students in the district who truly have a need, who, who may not have anything under the tree this Christmas without some help. And so we're, we've been, we've, he's been collaborating with them and identifying some students who have a real honest-to-goodness need, and they have. And we're accepting donations of brand-new unwrapped toys. That's right. Yeah, yeah. don't use something your dog's been chewing on. Please. Yeah, don't, don't break out the teddy bear from the attic from 1978. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need your little Chucky doll that's going to come alive and scare no, the hell out of somebody. No, <laughs> no, we, we don't do no Chucky. But uh, a brand new unwrapped toy. You can bring. You can drop that off at Eddie Hills Fun Cycles at 401 North Scott, downtown Wichita Falls. Since 1966. EddieHillsFunCycles.com. And you can do that uh, Tuesday through Saturday. They're closed on Sunday and Monday. That's right. But you can drop it off Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, or if you want, you could also drop off a donation of money. That's right. So if you don't want to go shop, you don't have the time to, or you don't want to mess with it, you could, you could drop off a donation, cash or check or you could do a credit card you can even call the office and and do a credit card over the phone right absolutely yeah we'll we'll well you can call and whoever answers the phone just tell them i want to make a donation to the toy drive yeah they can uh, run your credit card right over the phone by the way we uh we shred everybody's credit card number as soon as we use it uh yeah. so and then what we'll do is we'll take every penny that, that's put on that every penny goes toward toys that's right we're not taking one penny administrative fees um, Hendren, me, uh, Mike Hendren and his his group have, have donated a lot of wrapping paper. Uh, Eddie Hills Fun Cycles employees are doing all the wrapping. Yeah. We're going to do all the delivery, but not one every penny that you donate, right. I promise you, will go to toys. Yeah. That's it. And uh, so, so we appreciate you doing that. So even the fees, you're eat, you're basically we're eating the credit the card fees. Yeah. We're okay. eating the credit card fees. Yep, yeah. yeah, yeah, every penny. That's right. If you if you make a fifty dollar donation, fifty dollars of toys are purchased. Period. Perfect. Yeah, right. not not. Yeah, forty eight dollars and thirty two cents right. or whatever. So you can call nine four zero three two two four one two one at forty one twenty one nine four zero three two two forty one twenty one. Do a donation over the phone or drop it by Eddie Hills Fun Cycles at four zero one North Scott in downtown Wichita Falls, or drop off a toy. If you yeah, like. that's right. Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, uh, because we're, we're we've identified we have more kids we want to serve more kids. It was very successful last year. We've decided we're going to serve more kids this year. And by the way. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I bought I bought the first six hundred dollars worth of toys. You sure did. So so it's one of those deals. That it's not like I'm just out here asking for people for donations yeah. and not doing it myself. I purchased the first six hundred bucks to get the get the ball rolling. I've donated a few toys and I need to donate more. I just haven't had time to go shop. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just give them a credit card. And, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the shopping you, for you. Do what you want to. Do. Well, I so. have I have a uh, I have a really really good uh, lady that works for me who's a mom. So she's kind of tied yeah. in, and she has she has kids that range from elementary all the way through high school. Oh, awesome. So she's tied into what's going on and what's popular yeah, now, yeah. and she loves to shop, and she'd love to shop with your money. Ah, so, so we go. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. She gets to go do the shopping, 
and gets to buy toys and stuff like that, but it's not coming out of her pocket. You so, know, it's been my experience that most of us guys, most of the women in our lives do like to shop with our money. I, you know, I... <laughs> <laughs> Be careful now. There's some women that make more money than the men. So. I right. know. Well, and, and historically, way, mine's uh, been one of them. Uh, no. <laughs> so you're spending her money. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually right. am. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's yeah. Anyway, so in trouble if she watches this. Ah, uh, she she. She might watch it. I don't know. That's the thing. The good thing is my wife wouldn't watch anything that I do, so I, I, <laughs> I have can been, say whatever I want. She'll never know. I have been in trouble almost from the beginning of this marriage. So yeah. Well, but, but remember now, who edits this? I'm editing this. That's so true. That's I can right. take yeah, clips can. and... It <laughs> might show up in the private message or something. You never know. Uh, I don't know what. Yeah, anonymous. Uh, yeah. Terry's kind of in control here uh, on this deal. That's a little scary. <laughs> So, yes, oh, well, yeah. but anyway, so toys. Yeah. Going to get some toys. All righty. All right, all right. So anyway, so we got a few things on, on the table to talk about today, uh, literally on a piece of paper on the table here. So yes. anyway, um, I guess let's begin with um, with Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm. We've not t- The three of us have not talked about no. it together. We have not. Now, of course, a couple of weeks back, I, I guess three weeks ago, uh, close to it, Rittenhouse was acquitted on yeah. five charges including murder charges. And for those of you that, I I don't know who hasn't followed this because it's all the damn media has talked about for months now. Um, You know, never mind the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, you know, that there's nothing happening there. Right. Yeah. Um, And we may, we may bring that up too, but Rittenhouse was charged in the uh, killing of two men and the wounding of a third during the, um, during the uh, the riots in Kenosha. Oh no 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 the peaceful protest. You, you know Sorry. that the, that's exactly the one where yeah, the guy the guy was standing there with the building on fire behind him. Yes, the reporter and going well most of these uh, people are peaceful out well, here. Most or, of peaceful mostly out here. peaceful protest. Yeah. The buildings on fire. Yeah. <laughs> what a load God, of shit. I'm telling. <laughs> I I I can't even. I I have been a member of the media for decades now. And there, I have no defense for the stupidity that you're that you are assaulted with in the media yeah. right now. I, I have no, I have no excuse for them. I won't even try to make excuses for them. It is sheer damned ignorance at work here when you've got people in the media who will, you you're, you've just watched someone loot a store, steal, set it on fire, um, vandalize a police car, and you have. You have the audacity to stand there and go, it's mostly peaceful. Oh, oh shut up. They're making excuses for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, Stealing I, for their children, but they're bringing a big screen TV out. You know, yeah. two of them are car- humping a big screen yeah, TV they're, out. They're just God. so frustrated. They're, they're, they're at the end of their rope. They're, you know, whatever. It, it's, it's stupid. You, you're not blind. You see what's happening in front of you, and you know the truth. This is the thing. When you're a member of the media and you know the truth, you see the facts, and you see the facts unfolding in front of you, literally unfolding in front of you, when you stand there and deliberately make up some completely idiotic narrative about it, you just look, you look foolish, you look stupid. That's what, that's what you look stupid to the rest of us when you do that. So stop lying to us. Well, I think the good stop news it. for the Kyle Rittenhouse, the, his, what saved his bacon was there was a video? There was a, vi- a lot of video coverage. That's right. I mean, you did, 
To, but, but to think that to think that he went out to hunt and murder people when he's running away from them. Exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing about the video in the Kyle Rittenhouse. You ever seen? Case. I'm sorry, real quick. Have you ever seen anybody run away from a deer? A guy that goes out <laughs> no. to hunt deer and he's running away from the damn deer in the, in the forest. I mean, come on. No, but I but I I've been chased by a javelina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. The the video in the Rittenhouse case has been out there all along, yeah. and there are members of the media who no doubt saw the very video that you saw played in the courtroom. There are members of the media who had already seen this video. They already knew the truth. They already knew the facts. They already knew that this this one character, the one he, he, he said he vaporized his bicep. I think that's a little dramatic, but anyway. Um they already, they'd already seen the video where this guy's literally standing over Kyle Rittenhouse with a handgun. He's got the gun leveled at Rittenhouse, and Rittenhouse fires. Yeah. supposed to retreat. Clearly. A, <laughs> he was yeah. supposed to back off because, you know. It's hard to retreat when you're flat on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> okay? They already knew what was that this was a case of self-defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And still, the media lied about it. They they tried to make up this narrative that Rittenhouse was purely an aggressor, that he went out there and chased people down and shot them. And of course, as we all witnessed, that's not what happened. Well, the the prosecutors t- were the, it, it was such a weak case. I watched quite a bit of the video. Yeah. And I don't I don't know where the prosecutor prosecutors were yeah. pulling this from? Were they being pressured by the the district attorney t- okay. to do that? I mean, or what? I mean, was this? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the icing on the cake for me. I don't know. The icing on the cake for me is that damned prosecutor standing in the courtroom picks up the AR fifteen. Right. Oh gosh, yes. Points it at the jury. Yeah. Finger on the trigger, bolt forward, and points it at the jury. Did they go? Yeah, <laughs> I can't show. It'd be that, funny man. if one of them pulls something out and shot him. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it's it, self defense. <laughs> well, uh, it, it's yeah, you know, good thing Alec Baldwin wasn't in the jury. Uh, oh, they, uh, oh, oh, too soon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. screw him. He's a, no, he didn't pull the trigger. Asshole. He didn't pull the trigger. That's right. <laughs> Just, you know, Alec Baldwin's a moron. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> that violated every single rule of firearm safety that has ever been written. And here's a a little segue into the Baldwin thing. If the, if the basic rules of firearm safety, even one of those rules, as my friend Clay Kaler said the other day, as if even one of those rules had been followed on that set, that woman would not have died. That gun would not have been discharged as it was. Yeah. That would not that tragedy on that movie set would not have happened if even one of those rules had been followed. That tragedy could have been completely avoided. And here you've got a prosecutor in a trial, a criminal freaking proceeding, pointing a rifle. I don't. Okay, somebody said, "Well, there, there was no magazine in it." I don't give a damn. That's not the rule. The, that's safety rules. I, I never saw the guy it, clear it. Did always. you see? Did you see no, the guy clear it? No, he didn't clear it. No, that's what I'm saying. He didn't. You, you assume right. you never know. Hayden Sarala, my daddy, God rest his soul, 
taught me firearm safety from a That's very right. young age. Yep. And the very first thing he told me was every you assume every gun is it's loaded loaded until you personally check it. Right. And to every day, if I'm in a gun store yep. and they hand me a gun, I personally Clear check it. Well, yeah. they, and they check it. They they, they, they normally I, pull that out of the cabinet, check it, and right. then hand it to but, you, but, and you're going to check it again. Even if I see them do it, I still do it myself. Because my dad would roll over in his damn grave if, yeah. I, oh, if yeah. I was to pull a gun out and not check check to make now, sure it was, uh, it, it, it was loaded. I've been at a couple of gun stores. And one recently uh, in Louisiana, where they the, the weapons they've got the they got like on the um, semi-autos they got the bolt back, right. and they got a, a cable tie, in right? There. Yeah. So they've got the bolt strap back. So there's no way you could load this weapon. Well, you, if you you want to. Yeah, you could just look at it still, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can, and see. So yeah. there's no need to cycle yeah. it or, or pull the bolt back or, or you know, whatever. You know, with a shotgun, you cycle the slide, you know, pull it back and look to make sure it's empty. But um, the, the, for this prosecutor to do that, first of all, that demonstrated that number one, he knew nothing yeah, about firearms. No perspective. Nothing. That, yeah, he has no. n- the wrong perspective. Anyway. Right, wrong, exactly. But 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 zero <laughs> education when it comes exactly. to firearms. Yep. The guy didn't know a damn thing about guns. Yeah. And second thing it demonstrated was his desperation. I think that move was a that was a this was that prosecutor going. Oh hell! I'm losing this case. Yeah. Dramatic, very dramatic. I've got to do something to scare this jury to death, so I can secure a prosecution. And I th- and I personally, this is just this is speculation on my part. I know. I personally believe that was a desperate last ditch move to try to shock that jury into prosecuting that young man. Yeah, I agree. Because they knew they lost the damn case. Trying to force a mistrial didn't work. Because right. if he got a mistrial, he gets a redo. Didn't happen. Judge wasn't going for it. The ju- the judge, to the judge's credit, he recognized right away what the prosecutor was trying to do, yeah. and so he he wasn't going to let the mistrial go. Th- wasn't going to let that happen. But that was a desperate move on the part of that prosecutor. That I can't think of any other reason that you would think it's a good idea to pick up that weapon and point it at that jury. Yeah. What other what other uh, excuse well, could you possibly so have? So many for other that? things too. I mean, first off, the media was killing on it, and you could. I love on. That's one thing I do like about watching Fox. They'll go through the montage yeah, yeah. of the media of, and it's like they're reading from the same script. Cross state lines, cross state oh, yeah, lines, yeah. cross. State. Okay, we're in North Texas, crossing state lines from Antioch, Illinois, to yeah. uh, to where he was yeah. here in Wisconsin. It's like going from Randlett to Burkmanet. Yes, yep. or from. You know, I mean, literally, yes, you cross in state lines, but so what? And, by the way, he did bring the gun across anyhow. No, the, the gun was already in Wisconsin. He crossed state lines. Yeah. He worked in Waukesha County. or uh, They weren't in Waukesha. Waukesha's on the last thing. Where yeah. were they? Uh, uh, Kenosha. 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 He worked in Kenosha County. His dad lived in Kenosha. He had friends in Kenosha. I mean, yeah. he was a Kenosha kid, Yeah. even though he lived in Antioch, Illinois, across, right. uh, across right. the river. Right. But the, the firearm was already in Wisconsin. He didn't bring it across. He, he lived 20 miles away. I and that's why, they dropped that, that's why yeah. they dropped that charge. Yeah. yeah. So, which, was, which would have been, honestly, that and the minor in possession charge, the, the minor in possession yeah. of a firearm charge. And they're charging charge. him as an adult, though. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was yeah, exactly I, and, the logic of that. We're going to charge you as an adult, but we'll give you the minor possession. Yeah, but that that would have been, I think, the only charge that they could have legitimately prosecuted him on had they not charged him as an adult. Yeah. 
Other than that, they had nothing. Yeah. Well, they have you heard nothing. the latest, though, with uh, as far as him being enrolled at Arizona State University? No. Uh, so he was um, apparently enrolled sometime yeah, between right. the, the the incident when it happened and now he'd taken a few classes, I guess. Yeah. And then, um, but there's a big call for him to, uh, for Arizona State University to get rid of him. And he's like, well, first of all, he's not enrolled right now. Please. But but the, but Arizona State didn't really jump to – I mean, what is that? I mean, that's just wrong because people are claiming trying to get rid of him. We don't want him at our school. Well, wait a minute. He was found not he guilty. Was, he yeah. was acquitted. And oh, by so, the way, everything he's done is taking uh, taking online classes. And oh, by yeah. the way, wasn't it about a decade ago that Arizona State was considered the number one party school in the in the country? And I'm not kidding. No. I'm being serious. They no. used to do this. Somebody used to do a thing. Number one party school in Arizona State was. Yeah. So now, what happened to all those people? Yeah. What happened to all the party? We went from party on to we can't have that person here. I mean, well, every, everything now is so soft. Everything yeah. now is so um, everything. Everything now is so. Mike's hiding his booze there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> vodka. Uh, no, that's water. It really is water. Um, well, that's why I'm going to tell you it is. It's water. Uh, anyway, everything now is so soft. You know, we we it's masculinity has become a poisonous thing in, in, in some circles. You shouldn't, you know, um, and, and I'm not, and it, it, it's, it's, become, it's become unacceptable to be masculine or to, to be the party kid or to be, you know, to, to fun. I mean, come on, look what's happening in comedy. God, comedy is dead, man. It's just dead right now because you can't joke about anything anymore. You can't. Because somebody get people get so easily offended by every damn thing, it's it's stupid. No one we don't we don't laugh at ourselves. We don't laugh at each other. We don't laugh at anything anymore because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, except well, for if you're a conservative, you know, yeah. Well, then they'll they'll, hurt, your, or they'll tell you how terrible you yeah. are. Yeah, that's right. But you know, the sometimes thing, it's not laughter though. It's like some real attacks. Yeah. Uh, what I'm surprised we have not heard, and I, I know there there've been some rumors on social media, and apparently they're not true, not yet. But I'm surprised we haven't heard more about defamation lawsuits, slander well, lawsuits. Well, I guess he's oh. Considering that, oh I guess. yeah, I, I mean, oh, yeah. I, it's I, coming. They're bound to be talking it's about coming. it. He and Nicholas Sandman are going to be sitting on a beach somewhere, <laughs> sipping margaritas in, in a few couple of years. No kidding. Yeah, they're going to make a boatload off these people. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Sam, well, Salmon already has. I, I hope he go, he uh, sues Joe Biden. You know, I, I wonder if he can. If there's if there's he might a, not be able to right now, but when Biden gets out of office, I don't know why he can't because yeah. I don't believe Biden was the president when he used Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse's likeness and slandered him. That would have been we during call, the campaign. I believe that's right. I believe he yeah. was not the president. So, yeah. does he is he immune? They hell, we dealt with all this with Donald Trump. He he did this before he was president, so he's not immune after he becomes after he's president. We'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see. Well, I'm kind of moving on here. Um, oh, I, I, it hurts my head to even talk about this. <laughs> Jesse oh, Smollett. Kind of moving on. <laughs> Jesse Smollett. This guy gets this guy wins the award for the biggest ass hat of the century award right here. This this guy, this, so for Jesse Smollett basically faked a hate crime, and I'm not I'm not totally sure why he did it. Was it just for the attention? 
was his career, was his 15 minutes of fame about to expire? I, that's I mean, that's the speculation. That's speculation. Here's the thing I think that's most insulting about Smollett. The, per, the people that really ought to be hurt the most and ought to feel the most hurt by Jesse Smollett are people who have actually been real victims of real racially motivated hate crimes. Yeah. Because such things do happen, have happened. And if you've been a real victim, an actual victim of this, you ought, you ought to be pissed right now. You really should. Because this guy goes out here and and actually hire, apparently hired a couple of brothers or something to you know, rough him up a little or something, I don't know, or make it look like he was. Yeah, I, think I guess they played the roles, you know. They put on a, yeah. put on a MAGA hat or whatever. Come on, God almighty. And... This guy, if, if you've been the victim, a real victim of a genuine hate crime, and you've really been assaulted, you ought to be insulted by this guy. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. where what, what does he come off doing this? This I, is stupid. He's at, he's at, the reason we're talking about it is because he's in trial. I mean, this happened yes. a couple years ago. Yes. But he's actually on trial right now, and he's probably going to be found guilty on some of these charges. I, I tell you, it's it's. I think personally, if you're if I'm on that jury, it's hard not to find this guy guilty of something because he clearly fabricated this mess. Um, I, I know he's he's tried repeatedly to defend it. Now I think they've backed off totally trying to defend it. Yeah, it, because now he's he's caught. He's caught. I mean, he's been yeah. caught in an outright lie and total fabrication. Well, but the, here here's the thing. When you when you do waste a bunch of taxpayer money on yeah. something that's completely false, oh, you ought to pay. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying the person who thinks that maybe somebody's in their in their uh, garage or something. They call the police. The little old lady. That's not that's not a fabrication. No, this no. is that is somebody who's not sure, but so they call the police. I don't ever want somebody to feel like they can't call the police when they're not sure, yeah. but. If you completely fake it, you completely make the whole thing up, oh. and you completely spend taxpayer money, yeah, your ass ought to be in trouble. It took some time to create this story, this sure. narrative, to set it up, to try to make it try, try to make it look to go like buy a the leg- crap to do it exactly. So there there was there was thought put into planning this phony hate crime. It was premeditated, Pre, premeditated exactly, yeah, exactly. So I hope I hope the hell they. They throw the book at him on this deal. He deserves it. He really deserves it. Um, uh, where do you guys want to go from here? You tell me. What do you think? Well, uh, you, you're I, steering I, the ship. One of the, one of the things that we're talking about the uh, the House Democrats' passage of their 1.75 trillion dollar tax and spending plan. Um, you know they're not done, right? You know they're not done. No, they're 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 trying to keep going. I mean, this this is the tip of the iceberg, right? Well. We'll see. We'll see how Cinema and Mansion hold up. Well, and by the way, I think there's more than Cinema and Mansion. I think the other people are kind of ducking and hiding behind yeah, those two. Yeah. Those two are out. I think there's other Democrats out there who are looking at this and going, eh, this isn't a good idea. First off, they don't think it's a good idea because they're not leftists. They're, they're just right, Democrats. Right. And secondly, they're looking down the road in a, in a couple of years or next year's midterms. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I think – Senator Manchin and and Cinema, they they're willing to stand in front in the front of the line and take the arrows. Right, they're taking the arrows right now, and they're willing to do that. I think you're right. I think there are some other Democrats that probably they're just right now they're just keeping their mouth shut. They're just being quiet about it. But let me tell you what I think is going to happen. 
you got you got a bunch of these Democrats that have gone. We we've left liberalism in the dust ages ago. We are full on leftist in the Democratic Party now, with the exception of people like Manchin. Yeah, there's and there, there's some exceptions, but you're right. There yeah. there's enough of them in the, uh, in there to make to at least make a statement. Exactly, and I think what you're going to see happen next year is you're going to see a mad dash to cram as much garbage down your throat as they possibly can because they know they're on borrowed time now. They know that right now as we sit here in December of 2021, next November's midterms are going to be an absolute disaster for Democrats. They are going to lose, and they're going to lose big, and they know it. So, you know, when you're – this is the thing. With the Democrats, they got a hammer and everything's a nail. You know, yeah. they are going to they are going to come after everything that they can. They're going to push as hard as they can because at this point they think they got nothing to lose. They're going to hammer everything they possibly can That's because true. at this point they think they have nothing to lose. They've are in, in the my. I'm trying to put myself, guys, in the in the mindset of a Democrat in that party right now. Okay. Which is, you know, makes my head hurt, and and, 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 and it may give me diarrhea. I don't know. But they... Um, Not this dairy store you don't. <laughs> but they, they've got to be thinking, what the hell? Let's go for broke. I'm, I'm going to lose my ass anyway next November. Let's just go for broke. Let's let's try to do everything we can. Yeah, because they know that it's harder to undo it once it's done. That's right. That that is clearly what they're trying to get this all done in this first two years, yeah. so that then even if they do lose, you know, then it's done. Let me let me ask you guys as business owners, because I mean I I don't have them, but I'm the employee, I, you know. But you guys have got employees that I mean you're 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 literally responsible for the livelihoods of other individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so your, your business and, and both of you are in a retail business where you're dependent upon the willingness and the ability of the consumer public to walk in that door and plunk down some money or plunk down a credit card or whatever, or apply for credit and purchase from you. Okay. How worried are you about the coming year when it comes to consumer sentiment, um, the ability of people to spend money. I mean, in, as honest as you are, are willing to be with me here on the show, uh, how how concerned are you about the coming year? And because the, the fact of the matter is, th- these guys in Washington could still do some damage. Yeah. Crap runs downhill, guys. I mean, you, people have this. I think people have this tendency to think, well, that's that's D.C. That doesn't affect us in Wichita Falls, Texas. The hell, it doesn't. It all runs downhill. So how concerned are you as business owners that are dependent upon the consumer public? What do you think, Terry? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, you have business customers as well. Mm-hmm. And um, at least in my world, uh, even if the, I think even if prices, which it's in, in, uh, inevitable that pricing is going up, just the whole, it, you know, the inflation thing. We've already seen double digit right. increases in so, almost everything. But so. given that, Businesses are short on people. Yeah, they need right. to become more efficient. They got to figure out some way right. to be able to do more with less. Not because they don't want to hire people, but because they there's nobody to They're hire. Just not there. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing. Even in our business, is trying to figure out what I can do because 
it's become the top of the line, not because it's necessarily going to cost more. Yeah, it's probably going to cost more to hire somebody, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm not as uh, – that's just sort of the way it's going to be. But if I could hire somebody, I'd much rather hire somebody. But if I can't, then I've got to look forward a little bit about uh, becoming more yeah. efficient. And I think that's what other customers are going to do. So I think that that's going to benefit me mm-hmm. in the sense that obviously technology is at the heart of so much of what we've yeah. seen in the last 20, 30, 40 years yeah. in terms of productivity. And and look at restaurants. They've oh, for up to now, gosh. restaurants have tested all of these kiosks and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Now they have to put them in there yeah. because they don't have anybody. In fact, there's a big push towards trying to make them, and you've talked about this, making locations more efficient in the sense that they're just a production line. They're gonna, people are going to order online yeah. and you know, do uh, – so, so they're just going to be this – they're just going to have this small presence uh, in yeah. facing – public facing. Right, right. Right, right, right. And so I think that's what's going to happen is overall is that we've got to figure out better ways – to yeah. do what we do now. Yeah. And I think that's what our businesses are going to do is it clearly their business level hasn't stopped. So mm-hmm. they're, they're making the same money and probably making more margin, but they're working harder. So they got to figure out how to, to work less uh, right. hard. And then, and with that could be technology to help that. So I think that's yeah. going to be good, at least on the, on the business side. Now the mm-hmm. consumer side, I'm, you know, I'm really not worried about it. I've just, I mean, yeah. we, we have a retail store and I want, Consumer customers come in and we can help them. We're just going to do the best job we can. Yeah. So I think that's not going to drop off a lot yeah. either. So I'm not well, really and, worried about and it. You do a lot. Of, you do a lot of service work. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, like we have people need to fix. Like yeah, that, their stuff know, fixed. Yeah. Or there's broken screen on their iPad or whatever. Trey, what say you, brother? What do you think? I, I think the service. I think our service side is going to stay strong because there's a lot of people that have the right. power sports out there. Yeah. Um, I agree with Terry on the business side because we do we we service uh, uh, agricultural people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And if if you need a if you need a Kawasaki mule or Polaris Ranger or right. something to to work on your your farm and your ranch, yeah. then you need it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my concern, my biggest concern, two things is one supply. Wow. Yes. Which that's been a huge problem with us. I mean, yes. Right now we we have nothing on the Florida. You can't walk in. You can buy a little little four wheeler or a go kart right now. Probably after Christmas, I don't know they'll have those. Yeah. Uh, you cannot buy, walk in and buy a Polaris Ranger, a Yamaha Viking, a, a Kawasaki Mule. You just can't walk in and just buy one because they're not there. Right. And it's not just in my store. It's everywhere. Um, and the, So the customer demand is there. The product's the, just not. And that's it. But I, I do have a fear that with these increased uh, inflation rates mm-hmm. that not the customer demand is going to go away, but the ability for the customer to do it is going to go away. Yeah. Like Kind of like you said. The business person, the people that are using these to make money, yes. they need that. Right. But the 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 disposable income thing, right. and just like you were talking about, Terry, where, where what about the person who's got the iPhone who maybe want to upgrade yeah. this year, but go, mm, it yeah. still works. I yeah. think I'll hang on to it for another year. Yeah. And and so I think that those are the people that that's where that's going to affect our business. The people that would like to have something but don't have to have something. Mm-hmm. And so, on that bigger ticket item, like like a like an iPhone or or a, a, a you know MacBook is a pretty big ticket item, or obviously a, a Polaris Ranger is a big ticket item. Sure. Things like that. I think there's going to be people that are going to pull back and hold back a little bit. So that's that's my concern. Well, you know, I mean, I've, I've been talking to Terry about a computer. Okay, and at some point here in the in the very foreseeable future, I'm going to have to pull the trigger on something. I'm going to have to do something. But I also know that as a matter of just keeping the books balanced and managing the finances, I'm probably going to pull back on something else to make sure I can afford that. 
you know, uh, Jerry, in, in, Jerry, be sure you sell them a, a 128 Commodore instead of a 64. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Upgrade him. (laughs) That's right. Downloading at the speed of smell. That's right. Um, But, you know, it's something I know I need for my business and and I'm going to have to do in the very near future. But I'm probably going to have to. I'm probably going to pull back on something else to make sure I can afford to do that. Yeah, the abacus isn't a, working anymore, right? What's that? Your abacus isn't working anymore. My abacus is. <laughs> it, it got rusty. I left it out in the rain, and the little uh, wires are rusty now. And I can't. see. <laughs> it squeaks when I spin them. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I think th- this is the thing. So much that happens at the political level can have either very positive or very negative impacts. Well, the on the year and a half ago, uh, exactly. <laughs> we we saw, we saw that demonstrated in full living color with this pandemic. Yeah. When you had local, county, state, and federal government out here screaming, oh, "Okay, you, you guys over here are not essential. You got to close your doors now. You're okay. You're cool. You can stay open. But you guys over here got to close your doors." You had the government selectively telling certain businesses Making they winners could and not. Losers. I- I said at the city council meeting, Yes, you can't pick winners. It's not the government's role to pick winners and losers. It, they were so far out of their out of their lane, it was ridiculous. And we cannot afford to ever let that happen again. We can't, as a society, not just business owners, as a society, yeah. we cannot afford to ever again allow the government to play that role of, as Trey just said, picking winners and losers. Right. We can't let that happen again because we train-wrecked an economy. Think about how the hell we were rocking and rolling, man, in mid-2020. Good grief, man. People were making money hand over fist. The economy was exploding. Everything was going great. And then, bam, we hit the brakes. And we. Well, what happens when a train is barreling down the tracks at full <laughs> speed and you lock those brakes up? Yeah, it doesn't come to a screeching. It doesn't come to a, a soft, gentle halt. No, no. you run no. the risk of derailing. It, 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 it turns itself. It goes. It turns itself inside out. Basically, that's right. You you try to stop that momentum and you end up derailing things, and that's exactly what we did with this economy. We derailed it. We train wrecked it. And we see it right now. This is yes. everything we are struggling with supply. Yes. The prices increase, people leaving their jobs yes. and uh, creating a shortage of workers. And I mean, yeah. all of this, there's, there, there's nothing that we're yeah. dealing with right now that wasn't caused by that halt. That's exactly That's right. Okay. So, let's, so Trey has compiled some of the numbers here. I want to, uh, let's run through these real quick if we can. Uh, so $1.75 trillion tax and spending plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, then we have some real costs here. These are some sample real costs. You know, they say it's going to cost one thing, but these are some real costs here. Yeah. And by the way, all this information is from the CBO. Right. That's the Congressional Business Office. Yeah, which which is not which is nonpartisan. They have right. people on both sides and all that. Right. So we're looking at $367 billion added to the deficit over 10 years. Right. Now, think about that, $367 billion. And I know we, we talk about stuff now in trillions of dollars when we're talking spending and national budgets. We talk in trillions of dollars, and, and no, no one can wrap it. You can't wrap your head around $367 billion. Let, let, let me, let me and I've used this example on the radio and on the, other, on the podcast before, but I'm going to remind everybody. <clears throat> let me put a trillion dollars in perspective. Mm-hmm. Because a trillion is so far out there, we can't yeah, understand I, it. Yeah, you can't do it. One million seconds ago was about 11 and a half, 12 days ago. One billion seconds ago, George Bush, not W, H.W., was in the White House. Right. One trillion seconds ago, Neanderthal man was walking the earth. 
It was about 32,000 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. So put that in perspective. From 1 million 12 days ago to a trillion 32,000 years ago. This is so, the, the child tax credit cost, the child tax credit cost, $1.13 trillion. That's one thing. That's one line item. And this thing has dozens. Of, these are just a few little line items. There's, there's dozens of line items on here. Uh, expanding Obamacare, $530 billion. Uh, universal pre-K, $800 billion. Universal pre-K? So what? We we want to start indoctrinating these kids at age three or well, instead now, of four or now, what? Now I'm I'm not saying they're spending the money right. I am I am I am in very much in favor of early childhood education. Yeah, but, but I, we've seen the results. We've seen the results of in education. Now I'm not saying that they're the ones to, to to spend it this way, but I'm telling you, I think early childhood education is an important. Thing. Trey, I think that needs to be up to the states individually. I, I totally agree with you. It needs to be I, up to the states. This is not I think the federal government should be completely out of the oh. of the. Of the uh, the education business, if I had one hundred percent, if I had it my way, the U.S. Department of Education is shut down today, completely defunded, and everybody there is looking for another job. Okay, here's what I would do: I wouldn't do it today because because the problem is you you got to you got to scale that stuff down. What I would do is I would shut it down today, mothball it, and what what I would do is grant block the states the money that they've already been every district. In the country that's already getting federal dollars, mm-hmm. you block you. You say we're for three more years. We're going to fund you those federal dollars. We're not, yeah. but we're not having no no, uh, uh, no stipulations attached. You're just going to get those federal dollars. Yeah. But after three years, you will no longer have that. Yeah. Because otherwise, what you're going to do is if you shut it down right now, now all of a sudden now you have every school district got to get rid of teachers and personnel and staff, and it causes a lot of chaos at one time. Yeah. So maybe. so but but I am in favor of early childhood education, but I'm not in favor of the federal government funding it. Yeah. So I just want to be clear about it. Yeah. Early the, childhood education I, there there are I've seen data, I've been involved with 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 school districts and in, in, in public school and that's a good deal, but this is not the place to fund it and the way to fund it. 4.9 trillion dollars. Yeah, that one the point real cost. Yeah, that 1.75 trillion Jumps up when you get all these are just a few examples. When you get all that in there, four point nine trillion. So how the hell do you go from one point seven to four point nine? That is some fuzzy ass math. Well, and, and we're not and we're not even done yet. They're talking about another um, three and a half or four and a half trillion dollar package that's that's being worked on behind the scenes. Well, wouldn't that the full budget though still has to be passed? The, the yeah. Well, all they all they've done is get a budget. When's the last time they passed a budget? Well, they just they just before the before we recorded this podcast, they they were just about to vote on an emergency funding measure to keep the government well, from no, shutting they down. They passed that last, last night. night. Yeah, they, they passed, passed that, that last night. Yeah. Okay, so that's so that the president will sign off on that today, and and so they'll they'll band-aid it for another thirty days or sixty days or however yeah. however long. Yeah. So now about ninety days. So they're going to band-aid it for another ninety days. But at the end of the day, they still got to figure out how the hell do you. And here's, we don't have a revenue problem in this country when it comes to taxes. There's a lot of money coming in. A lot of money, but we have a spending problem. Yep. We have a serious spending problem. That it, it's here's how you can equate it. If you've got ten thousand dollars a month coming into your household. That's a lot of money. I was going to say congratulations. Home. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> but let, let's just for just round numbers. Say you got ten thousand dollars in income coming into your household, but you're spending twenty thousand dollars a month. 
you're effectively bankrupt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At some point, whatever whatever you have in the bank will go away. That's right. You you start to you start depleting savings. You you suddenly wipe out your ability to save anything, and now you're bankrupt. But the government just keeps getting to spend. We keep you've heard them talk about the debt ceiling. They keep raising the debt ceiling, and there is a serious movement in the Democratic Party right now. And there are even some Republicans, I am told, that are behind this idea of eliminating the debt ceiling. To where there's no check, there's no balance, there's no well, checks and balances. You can just you can uh, just spend for perpetuity. Hard, well, there's hardly one now, but yeah, I mean everybody's yeah, yeah. just yes well, men. At least uh, at least women. they have to argue about it. Now. Yeah. yeah, now, now they're, they're, what you're talking about. If they eliminate, yeah. they won't even have to argue. About right. It. Well, there has to, right now there has to be a debate. There has to be a vote. There has to be yeah. some sort to, of reconciliation going on. Have to allow it to happen, uh, or, yeah. or or it'll you know so go bad. <laughs> Trey, the new forward party. Yeah, the I hell is this? <laughs> I just thought this was interesting, and I don't know if y'all want to talk about it in this one or if you want to talk about it the next podcast. Uh, you know, it's Andrew Yang has come up with a new forward party. Yeah. And it's because it's not left, it's not right, it's forward. <laughs> and I just found it a little comical. Some of the stuff, now, the uh, the first party platform, the party's number one platform, <sighs> includes an 18-year term limit for members of Congress. I, I, I think that's, now. I was going to say, I think that's more than it needs to be, but at yeah. least I'm on board yeah. with somebody saying, there needs term to be a, a term limit. Yeah. Uh, the one of the establishing a new cabinet level department of technology. I don't know what that means or what it's going to well, look for. Uh, no, I think I can see that. That may, does make sense because they they do need to have somebody who's focused on that because that's becoming as we've been seeing over this last year and a half in particular is that all the security uh, issues that we've had working from home and all that has actually opened up our uh, infrastructure our internet infrastructure to a lot of hacking in that. So I'm not against that, but I, you, I, in my opinion, before you open up something, you got to get rid of something. Oh, well, get rid of Department of Education there you go. and, and Department whatever, and, and then do this. But right. I, I'm not against it. The problem is you end up with like a, you get some hack like Anthony Fauci or something in oh, there, God. and then who knows how, how good it's going to work. But anyhow. Damn snake oil sales. Uh, they call for an economy based on human-centered capitalism. What does that even mean? I don't know. And the enactment of basic income. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm against that. Yeah. There we go. Uh, advocates automatic tax filing. No. Which I, well, I don't which I don't means, know what that means. What that means is they're going to have that access to your bank account. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. Yeah. No, no. Uh, reasonable and rational regulation of cryptocurrencies. Okay, what does that mean? And who decides what's reasonable and rational? Yeah. The forward party supports the implementation of universal health care system. Yeah. And the party's platform encourages states to adopt open primaries and implement ranking choice voting. Ranked choice voting. God. Ranked choice voting. Yeah, it's where you don't. It's it's where you. Everybody just throws their name in the hat. I believe, if I'm correct on this, everybody throws their name in the hat, and you just you vote for everybody. And there there's a ranking. You say I want. You, you list your top five or your top three. I believe they do that in New York uh, yeah. in, in like uh, their state assembly. I, I think they do. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. So so you don't have to win. You could be. I, I say there's ten people that vote. I'm just I'm just throwing this number out there. If, if I'm right, and I could be wrong, but I, I think I'm right. You could be. You could win if you were like ranked number one on two people's ballot, but you were ranked number two on everybody else's oh. ballot. Oh, and, so and, it, and then some people, you know, but then some people were ranked number one, and then some people were ranked weighted. number three or four. Yeah, yeah like a weighted. weighted yeah. Wow, that okay. We're that's... voting on a bell curve. 
That's that's stupid. Right. That's stupid. I'm sorry. That's just dumb. Okay. Rank order them how the order that you would rank, and then that sort of somehow okay. they'll, have well, yeah. to, they'll come up with an algorithm and say, okay, it's like yeah. like Terry got you know, got four hundred thousand first place vote rankings, and he got you know eight hundred thousand second place rankings, and he only got one hundred thousand third place rankings, and Mike got five hundred thousand first place rate place rankings, but he got no second place rankings, and then he got seven uh, 700,000 sixth place rankings, then you beat Mike. I, I don't know. Well, is this, is this, isn't this how the colleges are ranked? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, at the college football? Yeah, and, the CFB, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, they, they, have the, they go out and the, vote they, what they order vote. they think they yep. ought to be in. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. Well, Maybe we'll just turn over the whoever's going to be the president to the CFB and the Congress. Well, right? this, this whole thing about universal basic income, I, I want to come back to that for just one, one moment here. This is this is something that's been kicked around for years and years and years in Congress. Yeah. You've had you've had several presidential candidates over the, over the last probably three decades that have brought this up. This it it takes on a different name uh, each time, but basically it it it's the same idea. Everybody gets a check every month from the the taxpayers' coffers for some dollar amount. So you know, universal basic income. So everybody's going to be guaranteed to get. I don't know, $1,000 a month, let's say, okay, $1,000 a month. Even if you don't work, don't have a job, uh, you don't have any other benefits. Or you're uh, a millionaire. Or you're a millionaire. You're going to get a check for $1,000 a month guaranteed, period. Now, you think about this. You know, when you start doing the math on it, that's a lot of damn money. Three hundred and thirty odd million people in the country, and every one man, woman, and child is going to get a guaranteed check. At the expense of the fifty or forty nine percent of the people that are actually paying taxes. Well, but and, and think about that. If if the richest person and the poorest person still get this amount of money, yeah. then the the rich person, what they're doing is is they're they're, they're paying the government this whatever the thousand dollars or whatever that amount is they actually get. Mm-hmm. It probably was two thousand of their right. tax money gets cycled through and then yeah. provided back to them. Yeah. And and then but on the low end of course we know that that's going to ultimately end up with that, that obviously they're not even contributing that much and yeah. so they are uh, the 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 thousand the two the thousand he lost part of that was to go pay this this person lower. And then yeah. and then even if they implemented that at the end at some point they're going to run out of money. And then they go, well, we're just going to the, the the rich person. We're going to take their one. There's a way. We're right. just going to be it's, back in the same boat. It's well, well, a very socialist policy. Here's the thing. All it's going to do is create inflation to where everything your spending power is not going to change. That's right. Every, everybody, okay. Everybody gets starts out with twelve grand. Great. Guess what? Your spending power is going to be less twelve thousand dollars a year or less a year, a year because it has to. You're just throwing money in there. That's that's you're in, inflating. You're inflating the economy. It was what the word inflation means. Right. Yep. You're artificially inflating the economy. Right. You're, so your Big Mac that's like three bucks now, whatever the hell it costs, <laughs> I don't know, is going to be four bucks. <laughs> but you're going to get a universal income. I think um, where Andrew Yang, where I've heard him talk about this before. First off, I'm completely against it. Yeah. The only thing I will give Andrew Yang is a lot of times he, he at least he gives rational, rational ideas for stuff. You whether you agree or not. Yeah. He doesn't say you're a racist for asking me. I'll say that, yeah. you know, about it. Yeah, right. right. But where where I think where he was talking about was these big tech companies that uh like <clears throat> your Googles and your Facebooks that that uh they're, folks they're in the they're in the uh business of of information. Yeah. And all they're doing is gathering information and, and so 
What he's talking about is taking and taxing those people, basically making them pay for the information they're gathering from from the uh, the public. Okay. I, I don't like that idea because my thoughts are the public, you cannot use Facebook and you cannot use Google and you cannot use whatever. You could choose not to if you don't want your information shared. That's right. That's right. You, you have the power wow. to control that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, you know. <laughs> and, and maybe, and I think that would be a good topic. I agree with you. Because yeah. we ought to talk about, because I think we do, do need to talk about monopolies and that sort of thing. And I think that that, that would be another a great another, another topic. Uh, we'll, we'll get that in another podcast. But, you know, Margaret Thatcher, the late uh, prime minister of Great Britain, said it best. The trouble with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. That's right. Yep. And that's exactly what happens. You just, we, you know, uh, Mitt Romney, who I'm not a fan of, but Mitt Romney did say one thing that's totally correct. You know, remember back during, was it during the 2012 campaign when he and Paul Ryan were, were running? And he made the comment that, you know, you got 51% of the taxpayers or 51% of the, of the, of the citizens pay nothing in taxes. Right. The other 49% are propping everybody else up. And he was he was accurate in what he was saying. You've got a very large percentage of people in our country that may pay taxes in. They have a job, they're a W two employee. Uh, they're you know their, their boss is having to pull money out of their check and, and pay it in every every quarter. But it, but then it, you know come tax time, they end up getting a check back that's three, four, five, eight, ten times more than what they paid in. So in effect, they paid nothing. They got when you get more money back than you paid in, you've you've not contributed anything. Right. You you no longer have any skin in the game yeah. because you've profited from the from the other taxpayers. So he was accurate in what he was saying. They ought to call it earn earn unearned income. I think they call it earned income. They do. It ought to be called correct. earned income because you didn't earn it. No, you didn't. And so that it's that's what's happening is is people are getting paid infinitely more than they've put into it in some cases uh i've heard and i've I've, had, I've heard people brag about yeah man i got you know i got sixteen thousand dollars back on my income tax i got a sixteen thousand dollar refund no you didn't get a sixteen thousand dollar refund you got my refund baby yeah yeah that's what you got you're welcome <laughs> you got all your money back and some of mine yeah so exactly yeah and most of mine so you know but anyway um you mentioned Fauci briefly a moment ago. I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but you know, Rand Paul was saying in an interview with um, Maria Bartiromo that he ought to get five years in jail for lying to Congress. And then you had, let's see. By the way, is, are her lips getting bigger every year? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny because if you see her little picture on her side, whatever mornings was, and I, and I like her as a commentator. She's really good. Maria Bartiromo and she's got a picture that's several years old, yeah. and then then they have the live shot, yeah. and her lips are like twenty seven percent bigger. Uh, it could be Botox. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Maria, you're a good commentator. Maria. Quit pumping those lips up. <laughs> we, lo- we love you, Maria. Yeah. We do. We do. She got the Nike pump. Pump yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Got to find that that valve that. You know, bleed, 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 Stop it! God. <laughs> I just got the visual. Of it. Oh well. What if she got a shredder valve on that? <laughs> Anyhow, go ahead. Stop, Don't... man! Oh my God, that's bad. So <laughs> I, we've lost all control here. Yeah. 
Oh, well. Aren't you supposed to be the referee here or something? <laughs> <laughs> Only anyway. I'll start. No, I'll, oh, I'll yeah. get out of the way. I'll get <laughs> <laughs> you get under the damn table. That's right. Um, no, um, and then you had, um, see, we're, we're recording this podcast on a Friday. So yesterday, December the 2nd, you had you had Biden talking about a plan for the this this new version of the coronavirus and then he starts making jokes about Fauci being the real president. Yeah. Here's my problem with that, guys, and y'all tell me if you think I'm on the right track or not here. I I am thoroughly convinced that our president is suffering from some form of dementia. Something's going on upstairs. One of the hallmarks of the disease, and I'm qualified to say this because I have personally witnessed it, I have been a caregiver for individuals with dementia in my own family. I know what I'm talking about. One of the hallmarks of the disease is sometimes you tend to say things that you might otherwise not say. Your filtration system goes away. You lose the filter. And and so your brain will just, you'll, you'll just blurt it out or you'll say something, or you'll make a statement or maybe you'll use some language you wouldn't normally use or whatever, but you'll say something that you normally would not say in a normal situation. And I got to wonder if that's not what the hell's going on with him. Because I'm still convinced that he's got an earwig or something in there and they're, and they're trying to coach him up while he's behind the podium talking. And I think he's going off script more and more. And just blah, 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 well, just yeah, yeah. Vomiting. Yesterday, I, I saw some something where he was talking about, uh, and I believe it was the uh, Corona virus thing, and he yeah. he couldn't hardly get his words out. I mean, there no. were there was a period of time, and it's not funny, guys. No, it's this not. This is not, not funny. People people ha ha about this isn't funny. And I'm and I'm not making those this, statements trying to elicit a laugh. This out is of the anybody. leader of the. I, I, yeah, I know you're not. But there are people out there that joke about it. This is not a joke. No, it's not. This is a leader of the free fucking world. <laughs> this he's is, losing it. This is a guy who literally has his finger on the button. You know, they used to talk about Trump and his, you know, how dangerous it was Trump having his finger near the, the nuclear button. Biden does too, yeah. theoretically anyway. And like you say, this is the leader that we are... We are the greatest country still in the free world. You don't get any better, bigger, badder than the United States of America. And there are parts of the world that are that are free right now, hello Europe, who wouldn't be. Oh, absolutely. Were it not for the United States. If you step in and talk German. Exactly. If the United States of America had not entered World War II, the world, and especially Western Europe, would not look the way it does today. Nothing in that part of the world would be the way it is today. Japan, China, Southeast Asia in general would not look the way it looks. It would not be the same today. Japan Japan would not be a free democratic, and Japan may be the freest, most democratic nation in that region of the world in terms of how they govern and how they operate and how the people live. It wouldn't be that way in Japan today had we not entered that war. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the world's different. We are we have we have led parts of the world to freedom, to safety. And so that I I th- and I, I think yes, I'm I'm patting ourselves on the back for it. <laughs> you damn skippy I am. We are we are a great and exceptional nation. And 
for the President of the United States to be in the condition that he is clearly in and being allowed to stand there and make statements like joking about little Tony Fauci being the President of the United States, that's damn scary, guys. And what even, okay, so what humor, what, just to even joke about that, what, even if it's in his right mind, so yeah. let's think about that. How how would that even be funny? How would that how would that? Wouldn't be. Yeah, what's I funny? I, I see what you're saying. I mean, that's this is serious yeah. business. You yeah. don't. Yeah. I mean, there's some things you can kind of joke about, but him being the president, and then to add to it the fact that he does have some sort of thing going on. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I would so. argue if Trump had joked about stuff like that, if oh. even if Obama had done it, yeah. it would not have been received the same way. The media is deliberately overlooking, and then you got you know Jan Saki up there, peppermint patty, trying to yeah, trying to run interference. She's got a peppermint for this patty guy. haircut now. Yeah, she does, oh, yeah. and she's trying to run interference for this guy, and she's and she's looking more and more foolish every time she does it, because you know, God love him, Peter Ducey does a hell of a job oh, of just. Is- Pulling her out of it. And, and she she absolutely ends up looking more and more foolish every time she has an exchange with Ducey. And she just keeps digging the hole deeper and deeper and Pete, deeper. Peter Ducey, he's, he's sharp. He's a sharp he cookie. Is, he is. Yeah, he's, he's doing good. Well, you know how he started? He, he's His dad, his of dad course. Is, yeah. But he, got, he was, what, just uh, visiting as an intern? Yeah, or, he's I an forget. intern. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah Peter, and he's, now he's a White House correspondent for Fox yeah, it's, News. Yeah. It's, but his yeah. – I mean – People could say, "Oh, he had it in." Yeah, okay, he had a, he had a, he did have an, he did have a leg up to get it in. Yeah. He's done it all on his own. I mean, yeah, his daddy, didn't... his daddy being Steve Ducey of Fox and Friends, has not catapulted him to the no, White House correspondent for Fox News just on its own. Yeah. Well, is there anything that we haven't? You can do uh, tech, tech history. This okay. week in tech history. Yeah, yeah, we need to hit that. Well, and you got some up, birthdays. I've got this way of birthdays. Yes. Yeah, I, I did not come as prepared as, yeah. as normal. Well, uh, okay. Pulling the technology out, you know. Yeah, that's right. Pulling the technology out. That's right. Okay. Uh, this is uh, this is December third. Yeah. So uh, this this week in birthdays, uh, Mike's favorite rapper, Lil, Lil Baby, is twenty seven years old today. Mike. Oh, okay. So uh, just just so you know, I know you, you'll that way you can uh, celebrate appropriately. Not a, not a clue. Ozzy Osbourne is seventy three years old today. <laughs> And he's still sitting around going, (laughs) (laughs) the dog pooped Uh, on the floor again. (laughs) Tiffany Haddish is 42 years old today, a pretty unfunny comedian, comedian, I should say. I'm not familiar with her. Uh, Like I said, she's a pretty unfunny comedian. (laughs) Brendan Fraser is 53 years old today. I don't know who that is. Remember, he's an actor, and he was all over stuff for a while. Yeah. And he kind of disappeared about probably a dozen years ago. Yeah. He, well, he did. He was he was Tarzan. Was, like, was that a Disney flick or something he did? I think it was, Tarzan yeah. Tarzan and, and something else. And, then, yeah, he just here in the last few years, he just kind of dropped totally off the radar. Yeah. He's how old? 53 years old today. Didn't realize. I'm, yeah. Okay. Tomorrow, uh, Jay-Z will be 51 years old this week. Uh Sadly, I know who that is. Tyra Banks is 47 years old today. I know who that is. Or this week. She was a talk show host for a while, wasn't she? She was a model. She's a model. She started as a model, but yeah, she's done some talk show hosts. She, she uh, hosted like America's Got Talent for a couple of years. Did she? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see here. I thought uh, she had like a, like one of those afternoon talk shows like Oprah or something. She probably did. Every One time, everybody did. Yeah. Marissa Tomei is 56 years old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Marissa Tomei, she's a famous, she's an actress. She's been, my cousin Vinny was probably her, her best role. Yes. But she's been in a lot of movies. Hmm. 
I'll tell you where she got her got her start, though. Do you remember where she got her start? I'm, try, I'm trying to reach back and think here. It was the spinoff of the Cosby show when uh, when they oh when, a different uh, world. Yeah, when Denise went to college, yes. she was the white lady. It was she went to a black college, but she was the white girl at the black college. She was the, she was the Italian girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah have exactly. you, have you ever uh, Terry? Have you ever seen uh, my cousin Vinny? Yeah, I, but I don't remember. She, she's, much. The, she's the uh, she's the wife. Ago. Yeah, she's, okay. she's the wife. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a good movie. You need to go back and rewatch that one. Okay, Jeff Bridges is seventy one years old today, uh, this week. Wow, is he a, a kind of a conservative kind? Jeff Bridges? Yeah. The, yeah. I don't know. There's something I don't know. The, I don't know. I'm, it, of course, a conservative in Hollywood means that you're not a raving liberal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's see here. Fred Armisen is fifty four years old. Uh, Fred Fred Armisen is a was a very is a very talented uh, sketch comedy mm-hmm. guy. He was on um, he was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He's been on a lot of stuff, and, and he's a very very uh, very talented. Yeah. Uh, real quick here, Walt Disney was uh, was born this week in 1901. He died in 1966. Of course, uh, Mickey Mouse's first name was. Mickey. Steamboat, Steamboat Willie. Willie. Oh, was that? Yeah. 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 Steamboat <laughs> Willie. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Munoz is 35 years old today. He was on uh, Boy Meets World or one of those. He was an actor on. Oh. What was he on? So he Malcolm was, in the Middle. Oh. Malcolm in the Middle. He, he was. I knew he was, he was a child star. Yeah. Does a child. Had a child actor. Yeah. Yep. Little Richard was born in his day in 1932. Wow. Died in 2020. Good golly, Miss Molly. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here, real quick. Uh, was Martin Van Buren was born on this day or this week in nineteen? I'm sorry, seventeen eighty-two. <laughs> I was going to say died in uh, eighteen sixty-two. He was uh, our one of our presidents. Uh, he was the either one of y'all know which which president he was. Martin Van Buren. Martin Van Buren. Um, number nine. Number eight. eight. Number eight. So, you know, close. I'll, I'll do a better job. I stumble around on them. I'll do a better job when I have them written down. So, I kind of failed this week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I brought I brought this stuff in. You did. I, you, you, I did contribute. You're, you're forgiven. Yeah, okay. Good. And we, and we were able I'm to hit everything on it, too. It. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, I know you were. All right. Well, how about this? All right. My do list. it. All right. Let's do it. The, uh, this week in tech history. Let's see. So, November 27th of what year? was Internet Explorer 2.0 ship. The reason that 2.0 is significant, just so you know, was that originally Bill Gates wasn't on board with this Internet thing. Oh, Right. And so he you know, he knew the Internet had to be there, so he had Internet Explorer 1.0. But anyway, so it was uh, nearly six months to the day after Bill Gates made that, basically that memo saying, ah, the Internet's not going anywhere. Uh, and only three months after releasing 1.0, he they came up with 2.0. So he rethought his his statement there. Yeah. So anyway, so November 27th of what year? Trey, you want to go first? Let's go 1994. 96. 95. Ah, right it, in the middle. Win, yeah. Windows 95 was included. Ah, or, you okay. Know, okay, it, yeah. So. All right. Um, now here's a good one. So – in November 28th, on uh, what year, did Polaroid come out with the Land Camera Model 95? 
This was the first um, uh, instant camera. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what the land camera was. Right. It was the first instant camera. And no, it didn't shoot it out, but it was, you know, you had a little thing of film and it... You pulled it out, and it was sepia, that, that brown kind of color. Did you have to shake it? I don't know if you had to shake it. I, I imagine you Remember could. Remember, you used have, to have yeah. to shake, shake yep. a Polaroid picture. Right. Uh-huh. So, all right. So, what year? November 28th of what year was Mine? the land camera? 1948. Oh, I'm going to say 1962. 1948. Actually. Wow. <laughs> Boom. So, yeah. they, they And what's interesting wow. is, is just in time for the Christmas shopping season, 57 units were built, and they were sent to the Jordan Marsh department store in Boston, oh. and they sold out of the film and the cameras that first day. That would so, be the John wow. Marsh uh, yes. department store because it was Boston. <laughs> <Nah. Yeah. laughs> November 29th of what year did Atari introduce the Pong video game? 1973. 1972. Oh, wow. So it was the first uh, commercially successful. That much. Uh, I remember it, we. my dad came home with Pong <clears throat> when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You hooked it up to your TV. It had two sliders that were about this long. And you had a remote. They were the remotes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it had long courts. You could go sit back on your couch yep. and play it. And uh, it had three games. It had Pong. It had tennis, which was Pong. pong. <laughs> yeah. and, and then it had... Uh, wall ball or something like that, which handball, which was ball with one person. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. right. It was the same thing. Three games, but but it was yeah. a stick yeah. and a little little square ball that bounced yep. through the air. Yep. That's all it was. I Trey, I still have an Atari twenty six hundred system. Oh wow, still have one. Haven't haven't plugged it in in years and years and years. And I still have the Pong game cartridge. Remember the cartridges you plugged in the front? The ones you did you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had to blow them out. Yeah, I still, I still got my, I still got Pong, I still got ba- uh, Pac Man, and um, I think I still have an Asteroids cartridge too. Wow. Pretty sure I do. Well, Asteroids, great graphics. Oh yeah, it was a fun <laughs> game though. But you look back, and go, Ew. you look the at the, la- you look the label, and then you play the game, and you're like, still look a damn thing like the label. Well, what? Hey, you know what's cool is they make uh, for those who may have heard of this called Raspberry Pi. It's a little single board computer, and there's uh a software update or an install or whatever you want to call it. It's a version of Linux for games, and they've got all the classic games available. Right. And you can put that on your TV and get a yeah. controller and, and do that. And well, they, well, they make these little mini versions of um, Atari and, and Nintendo mm-hmm. and Sega that have all the games. Well, I have, I have an games. Atari one. Do you? A little mini version. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I bought it, plugged it in, thought this will be really cool. I used it about four times and went, eh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm not much of a game. I, I, it was it was cool when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. November 30th of what year did Barnes and Noble release the Nook? That was their answer to the um, to the Kindle. Kindle, the yeah. Amazon mm. Kindle, which was a couple of di- a couple of years before that. Um. Oh, your turn. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Well, uh, ninety-seven. Ninety-four. 2009. So Holy 2007 crap. was the other. So uh, have you ever heard of bro- the Project Gutenberg? Way off. No. Okay, so when this project was started, the idea was to uh, try and document in a digital form mm-hmm. uh, all of the 
world's uh, works of art, you know, in the, in the literary oh, right. works yeah, of right. art. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so this was started to collect all that. So it's December first. Named after the Gutenberg Bible, right? Or the Gutenberg Bur- Press, Press, or what, right? Bible, right? Yeah. Right? So, um, so what was the uh, December first of what year? Do you think that they started that project? Be nineteen? No, two thousand and one. I'm going to go way early on this. 1972. 1971. So, yeah. Wow. So, basically, they this was back in the days of ARPANET and all of that. The, this uh, researcher uh, decided that he was going to start this. Michael Hart, founder of what is now known as the Project Gutenberg, launched the project uh, by making his first posting, the Declaration of Independence. So, oh, cool. just taking it. And, and now Google has a big project going on. They're scanning all books in some way. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that copyright-wise works, but anyway. No, they just own them all. So, December 1st of what year did AOL go unlimited on their on their plan? Oh, God. Instead of paying nine ninety five for um, five hours of usage per month, they went to nineteen ninety five for, quote, unlimited. You've got was, mail. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> You're up, I think. Uh, let's say nineteen ninety. Six. Uh, I'll go 95. 96. Ah, Finally got got one. All right. Targeted. And uh, so November 1st of what year was the, um, there's a domain name called business.com. Remember all the people are buying up Mm, all these domain names? Mm. Well, uh, it sold at the time. What year was it that was sold for $7.5 million, which at the time was the most expensive domain ever sold? It's in the top 10 even today. Cheers. Uh, I'll, I'll go with, um, uh, 1994, 97, 1999. Oh, and, uh, let's see, uh, December 2nd of what year did Apple release QuickTime, which is really, we, we, that's even on the Windows side. Basically it's a, the technology that, um, allows, it, it became a standard way of, of playing videos <clears throat> right. and that kind of stuff. So it eventually ended up on the Windows side as well. So. What uh, December second of what year do you think that was introduced to the world uh, by Apple? Ninety three, two thousand ten, nineteen ninety one, and finally, December third of what year did we get to see for the first time the Segway? Because it was going to transform the way Americans moved. You remember all that? Yeah. Uh, let's say two thousand one. I'll go with two thousand four. Two thousand one. He's got two of them now. Oh. Now it. it, it bing, bing, bing. Yeah, but I'm way off. It's like I either get them. I'm way the hell off. <laughs> That's me. So, uh, now, did, decades now, away. They didn't mention right it here, but did uh, the Segway? Didn't the he get killed on the on a Segway? I think so. I founder think you're right. The founder did. Died. Let's see what. <laughs> A uh, millionaire businessman fell from a cliff while riding his Segway scooter. Uh, well, maybe not. Segway boss, yeah. I guess he was something. Uh, wow. Yeah. Jim Heidelson, her Hesselden, dies in scooter fall off. So he, 
So it doesn't help the marketing department one bit. There you no, go. <laughs> so there you go. But anyway, so there you go. But even, even that's all folks. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll wrap it up here. It's been great being with you. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to the channel, like this, share it with everybody yeah. you know, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Hopefully, they don't hate you for it. And we'll be <laughs> we'll be back with another episode of Get It Right with Mike, Trey, and Terry very soon. Until then, God bless you. We'll see you down the road, kids. Bye.